Good afternoon. Before I um, really start, I want to read a scripture in 2 Corinthians. It's just really where I'm at right now. Maybe. in 1 Corinthians, and it's chapter 2, and Paul says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ, in him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, and in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And I just wanted to let you guys know that I am up here in the power of God, because there is nothing in Michaela that would be able to do this at all. I told um, some people earlier today that the only assurance I had in doing this this afternoon was that I knew I couldn't, so it had to be the Lord. Um, the only assurance I had was that I can't. <laughs> before I start, I just want to go before the Lord in prayer. If y'all would just pray for me and pray with me and pray for each other. Pray for yourself. Let's pray for our hearts, that even for my heart, that I would be ministered to. Lord, we just thank you so much, God, for allowing us to come and gather, Lord, though it's not in your building, Father, that the church still can assemble, Lord, and I just praise you for that, Lord. God, I just pray for every heart here. Lord, I just pray that every heart would be open, God, eyes would be open, ears would be open, Lord, that the veils would be taken off of all of our faces if there be one there, Lord. Father, we just welcome your Holy Spirit here, Lord. I cannot do this. I cannot do this, Lord, without you. I cannot go forward without you, Lord. God, I thank you for the word that you've given me, Lord. I pray that you would bring to my remembrance, God, any little thing that you've shown me, Father. Lord, I just pray for every lost soul here. Oh, Jesus, that you would just come and meet them here, Lord. God, that you would give me the words, God, that could possibly persuade lost souls to come to you, God. Lord, I pray for saved souls, God, that I would be able to edify the body, Lord. Let none of my words fall, Lord. Let them all be you, Lord. And all this I ask in Jesus' name, amen. Can, can I move this forward a little bit? Is this okay? 
I'm used to teaching and coaching basketball and running up and down, so I have never done this before, so I have no idea what this is going to look like. It might look like that or me standing here. I just have no idea. The Lord will not let me see fast right now. Um, I just want to share. I'm Don't worry. I'm not going to read and share the 10-mile long post I put on Facebook, my book. I'm not going to do that to you guys, but I do want to share a piece of um, my heart that I believe is the Lord's heart. Um, really, I don't know how we're going to get there or where we're going to start, but I think we're going to start with the deception that I grew up under. And something that the Lord spoke to me was that what I'm going to talk about, the lost need to hear, but the church needs to be reminded. And... The deception that I grew up under, um, I don't know how it got there. I don't know what, I mean, I know the enemy did, but I don't know what really secured that veil over my face. And before I get into that, I just want to thank every minister that spoke life and the truth and the word of God into my life from the time I was a little child. Growing up in Holmes County, you hear the word in sports and everything like that. And I just want to thank every minister that poured truth into my life. Um, like I said, I don't know how I got here, but the deception that I came up under from the enemy really was that you could have the newness of life and the newness of resurrection without the death at the cross. I knew that Jesus died for me. I knew he died for me. <clears throat> I I like to say I understood it. Um, I was taught the death of Christ and his sacrifice to cover my sins. But for whatever reason, I, I just didn't understand that that had anything that that, that would involve me dying. I, I titled what I put on Facebook, No One Told Me I Had to Die. And that's just the truth. I don't remember anyone telling me the truth of the death side of it and I'm not here to talk about doom and gloom of salvation if you're born again you obviously know that's not the way it goes but a lot of times when people minister to especially young people you know you just want to draw them in you just want to tell them all that Christ has done for you and all that stuff absolutely he did that for us y'all he loved us so much in our sin he came and was crucified. He was murdered horribly because of how much he loved us. But he didn't do that for us to walk up to the cross, take some of that blood, and walk back into our life. It's wow. not what he did that for. And I just grew under, grew up under the um, deception of, well, I'll just tell you how I came to the cross. I went to the cross so many times. I would walk to the cross I would bow before Jesus in church or not in church or wreck ball or whatever, whoever was ministering to me. It convicted my heart, and I knew I needed Jesus. People explained to me, I must accept Jesus into my heart or I was going to hell. And hell was not a place Michaela wanted to be in. So I'm like, all right, Jesus, well, I'll come. I'm here at the cross, and I would cry, and I would try to see Jesus and I would acknowledge that he did that for me. I would acknowledge the sin 
that I was in, and I would take the blood, I would cover my sin with it in my mind, and then I would turn around and walk back into my old life. So here Christ is dead on the cross. He was resurrected, but I took the sacrifice and brought it into my old life. So what I saw the Lord saying to me, heard him saying to me, was that there is a difference between going, and y'all hear my heart here, because I am not, just hear my heart. I could just hear the Lord saying that there is a difference between going to the cross than going through the cross. Because when you come to the cross, you do all the things that I did. You do that. But there's a part that I was missing. You got to lay your life down. Jesus doesn't just want to cover you in his blood. He wants his blood to flow through you. You must be born again. I was taking Jesus and his blood and his sacrifice into my old life that never died. So I'm trying to bring the life of Jesus into my old life that was never meant to stay. That's just not how it how it's supposed to work. And y'all, I grew up thinking that I was saved. If I would have died as a child, praise God, I didn't. I would not have made it. I just believe that. Because I could I just I never died to myself. No one told me I had to die. And that sounds awful, you know, that you have to die. But y'all, this gospel is offensive. But it is only offensive to your flesh. It's offensive to your flesh. So, I feel like all that was extra. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, um, so, we want the resurrection and the new life of Christ, but... We don't want to have to go through that death. We just don't want to have to go through it. But Jesus says that's the only way. So um, let's go to Romans 6, 1. It says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Y'all, Jesus don't just want us to die. He wants to give us life. And the only way to the life of the, the resurrection is through the death of the cross. And y'all, Jesus died for us. Jesus died for us. We don't have to physically die to be saved. We don't have to do that. But there is a death that must come. 
Something else that I don't remember a whole lot about growing up, and I'm not saying that no one ever taught these things to me. The veil was thick, y'all. The veil was thick. I just If they did, I wish they would have said it one more time or something. I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't my time. But something else that I don't remember a whole lot about was being born again. I said in that post that I was just with Nicodemus. Like, how in the world does somebody be born again? But the Lord showed me something in those scriptures. So that's John 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then you have Nicodemus being like, what in the world are you talking about? And Jesus is so kind that he says it again. He says it a little differently, though. It says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So the first time Jesus explained it, he says, A man cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus just couldn't understand that. And then the next time that Jesus explained it, he says, a man cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And so I looked up those words in the Greek because I'm like, well, maybe they're just, I don't know. But the first time it says, a man cannot see. That word see means to stare at, to discern clearly, and to attend to. In the Greek, that's the translation. Underneath it, when it's, Jesus repeats himself and it's a little different, he says, cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. To go in, to come in, or to enter. So first Jesus says that unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom. And then the second time, Jesus says unless you're born again, you cannot enter the kingdom. So we're talking about the cross here. Going to the cross versus going through the cross. I got born again at the cross. I got born again going through the cross. When I walked through the cross, when I, when, I, when I got born again, it was just everything around me just looked different. My mindset was different. And mind you, I had been to the cross before, but I took that sacrifice into my old life. I didn't see anything different. I was a good person, y'all. Mike Moore was my daddy. He taught me to be good. He taught me to not do bad things because I would be in a lot of trouble. The fear of Mike Moore kept me out of a lot of trouble growing up. <laughs> but that wasn't good enough, y'all. Being good does not get you to heaven. Being good does not get you into that kingdom. Being good does not allow you to see the kingdom. When I went through the cross, all I could see was all of my goodness of trying to do the right thing based on the world's standards. And I was sick. I was sick, y'all. It's easy to see a drug addict and be like, whew, man, they need the Lord. 
or them get saved and themselves see themselves and be like, or not saved yet and think they just know they're wrong. But America is so covered in this deception that you can take that sacrifice of Jesus's blood, y'all. He did that for you. He did that for me and take it. Thank you, Jesus. Let me go right back to what I'm doing. How sad is that? I did that. I did that. I know I'm super young, but I still did that for a long time. And I didn't do it on purpose. I truly did not do it on purpose. And I just, I just want everyone to, everyone that's here is going to be held accountable to this truth. I pray that you hear this truth. You cannot take that sacrifice into your old life. You must be born again. When you go through the cross, you have a new reality. You don't just start trying to do better. Things will look different than you. I accidentally, I used to lie really bad. Not not about nothing big or important. Just, I don't know why I did it. But the other day, the other day, like it was a little bit ago, I was definitely born again. But I kind of sort of accidentally lied about something <laughs> that did not even matter. Like it just did not even matter. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, it was like, ugh, that was horrible. I had to, like, tell pastor. <laughs> I texted him. I'm like, I think I just lied. I'm so sorry. He's like, uh, okay. I mean, I don't know why you're telling me. Talk to Jesus, you know. But that was, that's my new reality. I got born again. I am different. I am different. I used to take the sacrifice into my old life and still go out and, have fun <laughs> go out and have fun on the weekend and but I was still at church on Sunday morning but you know amen hallelujah singing in my heart y'all was right that is a veil over people's face you are not right you're not right so anyways we get through the cross I'm so sorry I'm trying to go somewhere we get through the cross and now we're in this new reality I could just the Lord just showed me like literally physically going through the cross and it's like okay the blood has covered me he has covered my sins he has made me brand new not only does the blood cover the outside of me the blood is now flowing through me i have new dna because i am a new creature right i used to count on my mom and dad to take care of me as an infant when i was born well now i went through the cross I'm a born-again believer. I'm an infant in Christ. Now my father must take care of me. My father is my parent. They could do nothing for me. They can support me, but they're not who I leaned on. So my father is now teaching me how to live. I'm born again. So I'm through the cross, and I'm, I'm just like looking around, and I'm like, whoa, everything's different. My decisions are different. Wow. Not because... God is holding, young people, listen to me. God was not holding his thumb down on me saying, no, that is wrong. No, something in me changed. I was changed. My desires was changed. That's what happens when you get born again. You still have temptations and the enemy still comes. We'll get to that in a minute. But you're changed because you do kind of still want those things, but there's something greater in you that's like... I don't think so. I don't think so. And then I'm like, yeah, I don't think so either. Let's keep going with Jesus. When you're born again, you are changed, y'all. 
So now you're born again, and the Lord just showed me stepping through the cross. You're in this whole new reality, and it looked like a a highway or like an alleyway. Like I think of like maybe Pier Park or something, you know, the street of like you just got all the stores on the side. You're walking down the street with Jesus in his glory because, you know, sin can't stay in his glory. And then you're just a new creature hanging out with the Lord, and it's really good, and you're high on life. And then you start looking to your left and your right, and you just start seeing all these little vendors. You start seeing all these vendors of fun things. But if you look closely, you realize that they're all dead because they died when you went through the cross. So they're dead things on the side of the, the road that you're walking, and Jesus is like, those aren't for you. I have something better. But there's a couple more steps we have to go through to get to that better thing. But while you're walking, they're getting really close, and they're reachable. They're reachable. And the Lord showed me a casket, like at a funeral home. And you know how whenever you have, there's a funeral, there is a dead body. It no longer is living, kind of like you before the cross. And But the funeral home, for people to come and, you know, pay their respects, if it's an open casket, the funeral home pretties up that dead body. Wow. And the enemy does the same thing with things that's dead. He'll even try to make you think that they're still wow. alive. So you have all these dead things on the side of the road that looked really appealing. It gets tricky, though, the farther you get down the road. Because in the beginning, the things are like, maybe, depending on your walk before the Lord, drugs or alcohol or pornography or, you know, any kind of bad thing like that. And you're like, "Uh uh-uh, Satan, you can't have me because I'm smarter than that. I got Jesus. And then you keep walking. And I'm going to speak for my life right now. So you're walking with Jesus, and then you look to the side, and you see a really nice, pretty house. And really nice Jesus decor all over the walls. (laughs) And you're walking, and you're like, hey, Jesus, that's looking kind of like you. And he says, "Um, one day, just, just not that one right now. And it gets tough, y'all. It gets really tough. And then on this side, you see a relationship, you know. You see, or maybe a relationship you're already in that is dead because they're not born again. Okay, they didn't get born again with you. And you're not married, children. So that should have died, all right. And then you see that person over here and you start thinking, well... They need this glory. I have this glory. Wow. Come on. Let me pull them into the glory. But the problem is that they're in sin. And where sin is, it it can come into the glory, but it's got to come through the cross. It can't Ooh. cheat. It's got to go through back there. So you're walking with Jesus, and it's really good, and bad things, okay. But then... Let's just say, whoops, I think I'm going to pick this good thing. And Jesus is standing there in the middle of the glory like, no, if you could just see, if you could just see what I have for you, child. Now, mind you, born again, Allie, okay, we're born again. (laughs) But those things just look so good, maybe you step out. 
you step out of that glory to settle for whatever pretty thing is there now. And I'm talking about a house, y'all. It could be anything. What a, you just ask the Lord to show you what that is in your life right now, because he will. Um, you get there, but let me tell you something. Once you step out of that into that good thing, all the demons in hell know you did it. And here they come. Here they come with the rest of the good things, and they bring in the bad things with them. And when I say good and bad, I'm talking about worldly standard, guys. That's totally different than the Lord's standards. So, let's, uh... I'll say this too, walking with Christ, like I said earlier, I know nothing but Christ and Christ crucified. That is literally all, and I was not raised in Sunday school, so the Lord is just with me right now because I'm not of much wisdom and all that stuff. I do not, I know what the Lord has shown me, and I know, I just know who Jesus is. He's showing himself more and more to me every day, but, so you're walking with Christ, That is a conscious decision, you guys. That is a conscious decision once you go through that cross to stay in that glory. To stay in that glory. And every time the enemy can shoot something through to your mind of a temptation, of whatever it may be, you've already walked through the death, and that thing's already dead. Satan will try to tell you it's still alive because he doctors it up, but it's not. It's dead, and you can tell him that. And I have to tell myself that about a lot of things, a lot of good things. But you have to let it die. A lot of times, yeah. I got to let it die again. But I promise you, every time you walk through a death like that, there's a resurrection on the other side of it. Yeah. But sometimes we never see the resurrection of that because we're not willing to go through the death because it hurts. It hurts. But if you could just let Jesus take that pain from you, you will come to the resurrection on the other side. Every time. Every single time. The Lord showed me today, when when he was showing me that little alley or whatever, he was showing me that when we get born again and we're filled with the power of God, we have resurrection power, right? Well, we have resurrection power, y'all. Then things is dead. What are we resurrecting? Are we resurrecting dead things that Jesus said needs to stay gone, needs to stay dead? Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians 2. I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 12. (coughs) Verse 7, it says, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities 
in reproaches, in necessities, and persecutions, and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. So, another deception I grew up under. And when I talk about these deceptions, I really want, I just look around and I'm just like, I just feel like everybody is so born again and doesn't need this at all. But I just know somebody does because Lord wouldn't have me talking about it if not. But another deception I grew up under that is a lie is that my grace is sufficient for thee means that when you're walking down that born again alley and you see something you like, that it means, well, you can have it because your grace is sufficient for me. Wow. You've covered oh. me. That thing over there that I want really bad, oh, God, you know my heart. Like Russell shared this morning, what a scary thought that God knows our heart, that God knows my heart because he knows I really want that over there. <laughs> but the deception I grew up under was God knows my heart and he knows how much I love him and his sacrifice, his blood has covered my sins already, so... Jesus, cover me. Wow. Y'all, that's a lie. His grace is sufficient. When we are weak, he is strong. When I just want that thing so bad, and I'm walking with Jesus, and I just really want that thing, y'all, I hit my knees and say, Jesus, I can't walk with you right now, so carry me. My God, come on. Just carry me. Because I really want that thing over there. And the enemy's telling me that your grace is sufficient, so it's all right for me to have it. That's not true, guys. His grace is sufficient to keep us from going over there to get it. That's how his grace is sufficient. And nobody preached that to me. When I went through that cross, the Lord showed that to me. And I read it, and I'm like, how in the world did I get the other thing from that? I have no idea. But that's how thick the veil was. And I just believe that there's people here that think, I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, everybody looks good to me. (laughs) But the Lord knows it's, I believe that there's people here that's got a veil, that has a deception over their face that the Lord is just really wanting to rip off because the enemy has been lying to you, saying, it's okay, um, Jesus's grace is sufficient. It's okay because you're young. If you, if you die, you'll go to heaven because God will never send anybody to hell. You must be born again. You must be born again. Y'all, his grace is can keep you from going out there. But his grace also is if you, and I just can name a whole list of people, including myself. If you just put your foot down and say, Jesus, I love you. I'm going to be right back. Go out there, have fun, knowing that Jesus is still going to be there because he is. But his grace is that he would even let you come back. That the Father's arms are wide open waiting for you. Because while you're out here having fun, Jesus is still where you left him, weeping that you don't think his blood was enough for you. Because it is. His blood is enough. His grace is enough. I'm not saying once you get born again, you're not going to fall. Or you're not going to mess up. That's not true, because I do that. 
But I tell you what it does what does happen whenever I fall and I mess up. It grieves me. It breaks me. Last night we got home from church. Sorry, Marcus. We got home from church and we were both hungry. Me and Marcus was hungry and we was just being really, really sweet to each other, you know. Just kidding. And <laughs> he said something that was whatever. It wasn't even bad. And something raised up in me. I got so offended. I let him know. I responded with the most loving, kind little gesture. Just kidding. I responded with, ugh. And, and it affected him. It affected him. But, y'all, it affected me, too. It affected me. It grieved me. Used to, and it wouldn't have bothered me one bit. I'd, good job, Michaela. That was a good one. But, y'all, last night it grieved me. It hurt me. I'm glad I'm cracking y'all up. <laughs> oh, it grieved me. But, y'all, it's because I'm born again. The blood that flows through me is the blood of Jesus. Amen. And that blood transforms me. How little we make the power of the blood be. We belittle the power when we when we just continue to walk in our old life or our old sin. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. I'm going to cover me and come over here and still live in my, my old life. Y'all, come on now. His blood is so much stronger than that. His blood transforms you from glory to glory. The farther along you get on that road, the more glory you see. When Moses came down from the mountain, after being in the glory and his light shining, whenever he went back to the Lord, he took that veil off. He said, give me some more of that. Give me some more of that glory. Amen. And I just believe, nobody's told me this, I don't know, but I just believe that every time he came back, that it looked a little different. It was a little bit more. Because we're transformed from glory to glory. And as we walk in this life of being born again, we should look a little bit more like Jesus every step we take. Every step we take, we should look a little bit more like Jesus. So I just encourage all of you and challenge you, whether you be lost. Y'all, if you're lost, come to the cross. Come to the cross. Go through the cross. If you're saved, I challenge you to ask the Lord, what dead things are you trying to resurrect? What things are you trying to bring into this new life that Jesus says, no daughter, no son, that's dead. That was supposed to stay back there before the cross. I just love you all and I just want to encourage everyone to let, let Christ live. When you're on that road in his glory... You can't do nothing but let Jesus do it. Just let Jesus do it. I appreciate all of y'all for just sitting here and bearing with me. I've never done this before, but Jesus told me to do it, and he told me a long time ago that I should I should be willing to look like a fool for him. <laughs> but I am, so I love y'all. Jesus loves y'all. If you're not born again, get born again. I want to see you in heaven. If you are born again, I pray that you would continue in that walk with Christ and that you would ask the Lord, even right now, Lord, show me, what am I trying to resurrect? What do I want to bring back into this glorious road with you? 
that you do not have for me right now. I love y'all, and I'll just close this out in prayer. If Rafe, if I'm going to call you Rafe, Brother Rafe, not what everyone else calls you, <laughs> would like to come. Y'all just remember that every time we die to something, whether it be a good thing or a bad thing, every time we die to something, there's a resurrection that follows. And I just want to encourage y'all to be willing to go through the death of that thing. Because Jesus has just proven himself to me time and time again through good things that I want. That when I just deny them, it's like, whoa, what a resurrect, what a life. What a life I live, y'all. What a life in Christ I live. Lord, we just thank you so much for this day, God. We just, God, I just thank you for just using me, Lord. I just pray for every heart, God. God, I just humbly thank you, Father, for just using me, Lord, in whatever way you would have to use me, Lord. God, I told you when I got born again, God, that there was no life without you and without you guiding me and just letting you be in control of my life, Lord. And I don't know why you you brought me to this place right now, Lord God, but I just thank you, Lord. And God, I just pray that every heart in this place would be broken before you. God, that you would just reveal yourself on that cross like you have to me, Lord. That you would just reveal your power, God. The power of your blood to transform us, God. That we do not have to try to do better, Lord. That if we just let that blood flow through us, Father, that you would just transform us, God. Lord, I just pray that every person here, God, would have somehow been edified, Lord. And I just thank you again for the opportunity, Lord. I just pray for safety over everyone here, God, from the coronavirus, Lord, to traveling home from the service. I thank you for the worship, God, that you blessed us with. And I just thank you more than anything for your presence. Thank you, Jesus.